Hello, welcome to the second season of Reach Next Generation podcasts. I am Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Jessica Kleiman, who is Senior Vice President of Global Communications at Peloton, the leading interactive fitness platform. Previously, Jessica worked at Instagram and publishing giant Hearst. Thanks for joining me today, Jessica. Can we start by you telling me how your career took you to Peloton? Absolutely, and Grace, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. Um, So I've always worked in either PR or communications for content-driven companies, whether in the magazine and industry at Hearst um, or on the agency side or in social media and Instagram. And I always had a combination of working in both tech and media over the years. So before I joined Peloton about three and a half years ago, I was at Instagram, which I'm sure you're quite familiar with, running consumer communications. And I honestly thought that that was my dream job um, and didn't really have any plans to leave when someone reached out to me about the head of comms role at Peloton. Um, I wasn't that familiar with Peloton at that time. And, you know, we, we launched in the UK a few years ago and have been in the US for about nine years. But I didn't have a bike. I had a few friends and colleagues that had a Peloton bike. Um, and I had, you know, seen a showroom um, in California when I used to go out to Insta- Instagram. But I was really intrigued about how the brand really meets at the, the intersection of technology, media, and fitness. And those are all things I'm interested in. And, and I really needed a role where I would be able to build both a team and a strategy from scratch. So I took the leap, and it was honestly the best decision I have ever made. And, and it is truly my dream job. Well, when you were at school, did you know that you wanted to work in PR and communications or did that happen later in life? I absolutely did not have any knowledge or intention to work in PR or communications. I majored in communication with a minor in English, um, but the communication school at the University of Michigan, where I went to to, uh, university, did not have any classes in public relations or corporate communications. And so I didn't really know that much about PR until I landed a couple of internships um, over the course of my four years there. I had an internship at a magazine, which was fantastic on the magazine, a couple of jobs that I landed in PR for a record company and another one for a small agency that worked with real estate and um, governmental clients. So I learned a little bit about PR, but I had no designs on having a career in it until I joined and had a lot of difficulty finding a role as an editorial assistant at a magazine. And so I thought, you know, I kind of put my creative hat on and thought, well, what if I get a job doing PR for magazines? And then I meet lots of editors and I can switch back over to the editorial side. And what ended up happening was I landed a job at a small PR firm. I worked with a lot of magazine brands um, and I really enjoyed it and ended up freelance writing on the side for many years. 
several years ago. And so I was able to kind of have the best of both worlds. Well, as you said, you went to the University of Michigan. How important do you think it is to go to university, considering that I don't know what's going on in the US, but in the UK, there's a lot of apprenticeships for different companies now? I mean, I went to university and I think it's a great way out subjects that you may not even have known you were interested in, um, regardless of whether they're in a field in which you end up having a career. So some of my favorite classes over the four years I was in university were things like uh, writing for the arts or um, anthropology or, um, you know, creative writing. And so um, I think it's an opportunity for you to explore and experiment and be a sponge for learning, uh, but also get to socialize with other interesting people. However, I will say that, that likewise in the U.S., it's increasingly not required for people to go to college or university to find success in their careers. I mentioned earlier that I worked at Instagram, which is owned, and you know, I'm sure you've heard of Mark, who founded Facebook when he was a student at Harvard University, which yeah. he left after a year to launch Facebook. And I think you can agree that he's done pretty well for himself <laughs> without a full college degree. So I think it depends on what industry you're going into, Grace. If you if you want to pursue something in science or engineering or law or medicine, it's usually pretty necessary to have a college degree. But there are plenty of ways to be successful in other fields without one. Well, when we look at social media, and of course, thinking about your time Instagram, what advice would you give girls, say, about my age, about how to use it and maybe probably not use it? Absolutely. I, I still love Instagram as a platform. And I think, think it can be a very positive place versus some other social media platforms out there. Um, when I was running consumer communications there, my team and I spent a lot of time highlighting the amazing communities on Instagram that really were doing good for the world. Yeah. For example, if you were an LGBTQ teen and you lived in a small town where there was no one like you or your family maybe you hadn't come out to your family, you could find a community on Instagram and find you know, connections and kind of a support system for that or around issues like body positivity or mental health. I do think there are some bright spots to it. However, um, and I also think it's a great uh, you know, platform to foster creativity. My daughter, I have an 11 year old daughter, Emma, who's an amazing dancer. And though she does not have her own social media accounts yet because she's not yet 13, um, she'll sometimes make Instagram reels on my account of herself dancing and they're super cool and creative and yeah. you know, I, they inspire me. Um, but I definitely think that social media can be detrimental to our mental health, particularly young girls who see images or messages that can make them feel you know, less than. So I, I just think it, you have to be aware and you have to just not spend too much time on social media and, and try not to take what you see on there as gospel. Yeah. Well, can you tell me a little bit more about what you do at Peloton? Absolutely. So um, I run global communications at Peloton. And for those who don't know what Peloton is, we are an interactive fitness platform that um, kind of invented the category of connected fitness. So we have a bike, an at-home bike, an at-home tread, 
that is actually connected to the internet. So you can take live streaming or on-demand classes from a number of different talented fitness instructors, and you're doing it along with millions of other people in the Peloton community at the same time. So you can high five people virtually, you can um, you know, have do a ride with your colleagues or with your friends from university, um, you can compete or you can just ride for your own mental health or kind of like a break. Um, and then we have an app that has all different types of fitness disciplines that don't require a bike or a tread, like yoga, meditation, dance, cardio, bar, Pilates. So it really, you know, is for everyone, which is super exciting. So what my team does, and I started as a team of one when I joined Peloton, um, is we do do public relations, corporate communications, crisis management. So whenever something happens that we have to kind of manage the message around, um, in addition to internal communications. So that is when you, when and you know, how you, you um, communicate with your own employees, which is I think really important. And then also social media and editorial. So we manage, all my team manages all the social media platforms for the brand. And we also help all of our instructors manage their social media. So well, it's a lot of different things that I oversee. Yeah. Well, obviously we've all been hit by COVID, definitely in the UK. Don't know what's going on in the US, as I said before. But how have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues? And what positive or negative changes have come out of it? Yeah. I mean, the thing about COVID is it's a ground. So we maybe, you know, different regions and countries have dealt with it at different degrees at different times. But I think it's been a challenge for everyone, particularly since it was a complete unknown. There was no existing playbook for how to deal with something like this. Yeah. So I would say like my hat as a communications professional, it definitely presented a number of challenges in how we thought about communicating with our own team members, our community of members, our shareholders, because we're a public company, and then the media during what was really, and it still is, an ever-changing landscape. Um, I would say when it comes to work-life balance, you know, I was home all the time working. I still am. And my daughter, I mentioned, um, who's going into sixth grade um, and hopefully going five days a week in a couple of weeks, she was home doing remote learning at the same time. Time. And even though we were both home, I couldn't really spend any time with her. And she wasn't with her friends and she wasn't interacting with her teachers and I was working constantly. So that was really hard, I think, on both of us. Yeah. Um, and then I think that everybody's mental health has suffered a bit during this pandemic. It's, it's really, you know, I feel very lucky to work for a brand that has been able to truly help people with both their physical and mental well-being during this time. Um, I know personally that, you know, being able to squeeze in a 20-minute ride on my Peloton or do a nightly sleep meditation with Emma, which we do together every night, has really helped me cope with the stress of COVID, as yeah. I know it did for, you know, millions of our members around the world. Um, just on, on the good things that have come out of the pandemic, um, I think that we've all been able to prioritize the things that are most important to us, whether it's family or friends or our emotional well-being, spending time outdoors, et cetera. And we've really changed the way we work and we can be more flexible so people can be productive, even if they're not in an office or in a school, you know, all day long. Well, 
I don't know about you, but I would always think that maybe communications or PR could can be quite male dominated. What advice would you give to girls who maybe don't want to work in PR or communications, but also want to work in an industry that is also quite male dominated? So interestingly, PR and communications is not that male dominated. Certain pockets of it might be like financial communications or um, crisis comms or tech. I worked with more men in um, in the communications field in tech. But generally speaking, communications and PR is actually pretty female dominated, which is great. Um, and I've worked for many female bosses, including my boss now, Dara Traceder, who um, is the head of marketing and communications for Peloton and is a total rock star and, you know, inspires me every day. So I, I would say that it is a career that's very welcoming to women. Um, but if you're going into any career, you know, I think you have to be confident in your ability and not be afraid to ask for what you want. Um, I, you know, I was luck. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a mother who worked in HR, human resources, when I was getting out of college, and um, she encouraged me to negotiate my salary in my very first job. So I was offered $22,000 U.S. dollars a year, which now I hope that nobody is offered that little <laughs> starting salary. But she encouraged me to ask for 25,000. And I remember being really scared because I was right out of school and I was just feeling happy to have a job offer. And she said, the worst thing they can say is no, but it doesn't hurt to ask. And so I did. And guess what? They gave me 24,000. Yeah. You know, about percent more than asked. And so I think women need to be confident and, um, you know, just really understand that, um, you know, again, it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Definitely. And sometimes you do have to ask for what you want. And maybe if they say no, maybe you can try in a couple of months or um, when you're maybe not as new to the job. Exactly. Well, have you had any mentors or has there been anyone you particularly admired? Absolutely. Uh, I mentioned my mother earlier, and I would say that she is my first and still top mentor. She has always believed in me. She's always in confidence in me that I could really go for what I want. And I hope that I'm giving the same to my own daughter, Emma. Um, but, you know, I think just having someone to look up to who's a part of your life uh, makes a huge difference. In fact, mostly worked for very strong, powerful, smart women during my 20 plus year career. And I still call several of them my mentors and supporters year later. So from the CEO and founder of that first PR agency where I negotiated my salary um, to the former chief communications officer of Hearst, um, to the co-founder of The Knot, which is a wedding website and media company I worked for, to my current boss, whom I mentioned, um, who runs marketing and comms at Peloton. I am very lucky that I can call upon them for advice and also that they believe, you know, that I'm really good at what I do and um, that they'll support me in, in, you know, whatever way is needed. Is there 
anything that you still want to do either personally or professionally? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah, of course. I think you always want to have that bucket list of things that you haven't yet accomplished. In terms of personally, I once, you know, COVID restrictions lift. I, I have more places in the world that I would love to travel. I will say London is one of my favorite places. I studied there in university um, and I, nice. for work, have gone there many, many times over the years. Um, I haven't been in, you know, a, almost two years. I think actually two years this week was my last trip to the UK, which is very sad. So I hope to be back there soon. But I have other places that, that I'd love to get to. Um, and then professionally, I just want to keep learning. I think you know another wise thing my mother told me years ago was when you max out on learning at a place, it's probably time to leave. Um, so you always want to be pushing yourself. You always want to be learning. Yeah. And you always want to be just absorbing knowledge and you know lessons. I hope I think I have a lot more I can learn, even even as I teach. Um, my team and the people coming up behind me, the lessons that I've learned so far. Well, there's a lot of talk about pay equality generally. How well do you think women are catching up with men's salaries and getting those top jobs, especially in media and PR, and also across all the industries? I think we've made progress, but not enough. Generally speaking, women still still globally are not at compensation parity with men doing the same job, and we should be. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, women also need to ask for what they deserve, and many of them still are not comfortable doing so. And I think that's a little bit of a stigma that women, you know, they apologize too much. They um, maybe don't think that they can stand up and ask for what they want. And the fact is, is I think I always go back to that mantra of the worst someone can say is no, but how are you ever going to find out if you don't ask? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we just need to keep pushing ourselves and also make sure there's transparency, that we understand what men are making in the same roles as us or the same industries as us so that women have a sense of what to ask for when they go in and, and you know, apply for a job. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Jessica. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the new season of the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Talk Talk, Hayden Watts, Swinton Insurance and Levi Strauss for their amazing and continued support. Thank you, Grace, for inviting me.